0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and let's talk some TCU sports. Here in segment one, we're going to discuss a transfer that uh, made it official over the weekend. He's headed to TCU football. In segment two, we'll uh, talk about TCU baseball, where they stand in some top 25 polls and looking ahead a little bit to this weekend. And then in our final segment, uh, TCU men's tennis. They're headed to the Elite Eight to take on Baylor after getting a victory today. And uh, head coach David Roditi had a very funny comment after the game that I wanted to pass along. Um, So we'll do that and we'll close up shop with a note about um, a TCU football player in the transfer portal. But first, Let's talk about news that came down on Saturday. Um, I believe a couple weeks ago on the podcast, I discussed when Chad Banks entered the transfer portal. He was at A&M during the spring. That that was a name to watch, that there were some rumblings about his possible connection to TCU, and that came to fruition over the weekend. He, on Twitter, announced that he was committing to the Horn Frogs, that he was going to be transferring over. Um, He is a 2021 uh signee so i mean this is a a true freshman basically coming in um and in 2020 he was the district 21 6a offensive mvp uh you know the first thing about banks that really stands out is that he's a big kid he's 6'1 230 pounds he played wide receiver in high school and you might say man that's really big for a wide receiver and it is Uh, and they used his athleticism in a lot of different ways. He was a four-star athlete coming out of high school, went to Texas A&M, went through spring ball, um, did not play in the spring game, and for whatever reason, I guess, you know, found out pretty quickly, hey, this is not the place for me. I want to move on. So he decides to enter the portal, and he ends up at TCU. Now, there's a couple fascinating things about this. One is that word on the street, Is TCU um, might be looking at him and evaluating him as a defensive player. Um, I saw on social media that he's been doing uh, what looks like some linebacker drills or some secondary drills, and he didn't really play much defense in high school. As I said, he was the 2020 um, uh, district uh, MVP in his district, offensive MVP in his district, excuse me, at North Shore, which of course. North Shore plays in a highly competitive district. They, over the past five years or so, have been in the mix for a state title every single season. So the fact that they were using him on offense tells you um, that he's a heck of an athlete. Now, this sounds like the perfect kind of developmental project for Gary Patterson if you do want to move him to defense. Because the list is long of guys that were really good athletes, kind of do everything, type of players in high school played on the offensive side of the ball. And then Gary over time turned them into really good defensive players. Now, in a lot of cases, those are small school guys. This is not a small school player. I mean, this is a kid that played at one of the premier programs in Texas high school football. And if they can capitalize on this North shore pipeline, like I don't know how long it'll last. But I, I honestly can't think of a better school in the state, maybe Duncanville, to be closely associated with, where you're, bringing in, where you're bringing in players year in and year out from that place because the talent there is ridiculous. It's interesting how, you know, the 2021 class for TCU was very small and it was not rated highly. Um, this class in 2022... Now, there's still seven months before the first signing day, but again, it appears to be pretty small. It appears that they are um, being pretty selective about who they offer and who they might take in. There's not a lot of commits. I will say, though, I mean, Zach Evans, that was sort of a fell-in-your-lap type of moment. Um, Shadrach Banks, Chandler Morris transferring in. I do have to give this coaching staff credit at a time where they're not taking in a ton of high school guys, which that presents its own problems, but this is obviously a team that's pretty experienced right now. They've kind of been able to sneakily find ways to still get top tier talent here and there, um, even if their recruiting rankings based on the classes that they're bringing in, are not stellar. And I think that shows some ingenuity, and it shows uh, a really good tendency to be opportunistic and take advantage of opportunities. So, Banks, he's headed to TCU. Uh, I'm curious to see if he ends up playing on the defensive side of the ball. He's super fast, really big, so I think there's some potential there as like an off-the-ball linebacker. Or, you know, maybe as a safety, maybe even he'd have to put on some serious muscle for this. I don't think this would be the ultimate way they would go, but like as a stand up edge rusher and Marcel Brooks was kind of a similar story. And I know that's a name that people kind of hold their breath when they hear it, because so far he's not been um, the guy that we expect him to be. And that's another dude that, as I was saying, like finding ways to bring in really good talent, even when your recruiting classes might not be at the top, Marcel Brooks Transferring in, former five-star, he comes to Fort Worth. Now they have him over at wide receiver. You know, they tried him at, on defense his first season there uh, at TCU, and he just couldn't really find the field. But I trust Gary and I trust the coaching staff to find out how to use Banks, uh, you know, where he would best fit. And even if he does play defense, maybe there's some opportunities with his athleticism to slide over and make some plays here and there on the offensive side of the ball. You know, potentially, could they find a spot for him uh, to make some things happen? We'll have to see. But Shadrack Banks, he's coming over from Texas A&M tomorrow. I'll have Cole Thompson, who's the host of Locked on Aggies. I'll have him on the show discuss this move and what he makes of it and and maybe his potential at TCU moving forward. But another big-time transfer, the Frogs pick up over the weekend for TCU football uh, coming up. I want to talk some TCU baseball before we do that, though, let's discuss rock auto rock auto is a family owned business. And that's one of the things you have to love about it. Um, you know, it might seem like this big, huge company, but overall rock auto is about doing what's best for their customers. And that means having affordable prices, um, having all the parts that people need for their vehicles and making sure that it's reliable, uh, that they're, that, Folks are going to get what they need, get what they want, and have the ability to compare manufacturers, compare prices. RockAuto.com, they make it simple for people, even like me, who don't really know what's going on when it comes to cars. But also, it's a great resource for folks who do understand what they're doing and and like to work on their vehicles on the weekend. um, And and don't have to necessarily go to the mechanic for every little thing. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Again, that's RockAuto.com. Back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, and here in segment two, let's talk some TCU bass. Excuse me, some TCU baseball, not basketball today. Some TCU baseball. Uh, and on Monday, I discussed with Eric Hughes, you know, really bad, inexcusable series loss to ULM that TCU suffered over the weekend, and what that would mean for them moving forward. Well, in the D1 baseball rankings, they were number six. Going into Monday, they dropped to number 12, so pretty significant drop. And the coaches' poll, I don't know where they were in the coaches' poll before uh, today, but they dropped to 13 overall. And I said on the podcast on Monday, I said, hey, when you listen to this, you might know, uh, you might have a better idea than we do because we discussed the possibility of, hey, does this uh, series loss mean that TCU has lost a potential to have a top eight national seed? And we'll know more tomorrow, a D1 I know for sure, or, or today, I, I'm sorry, I'm recording this on Monday, you guys are listening to it on Tuesday. We'll know more on Tuesday. I, I saw that Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball said that they're going to put out a Field of 64 projection on Tuesday. So we'll see what they think about TCU and where they are right now after the weekend. Um, it's possible. I think it's very possible they drop out temporarily now. I still feel like if they win the conference, especially if they find a way to win the conference outright, they're going to have a good chance to be back in that discussion, which would be great. Now, I'll also say going on the road in the Super Regional is not ideal. It's going to be a really tough task, but it's not at the end of the road. I mean, it would be disappointing because it felt like they were in a great position and then they just go stub their toe Um against ULM, and and I, I understand the frustration. I understand the issues that this team is facing right now. They don't have a third starter. I don't really know who their fourth starter would be if they got caught in that situation in the regional. Uh, you know, their starting pitching is, has been very inconsistent as of late. All that being said, everything's still in front of them. I mean, they have to bounce back and play well in Manhattan, Kansas, and then I think they'll probably have to play – decent in the big 12 tournament you don't want to suddenly just go oh and two and get bounced but if they're able to do those things then i think there's a really good chance that they're right back there in the top eight discussion getting to host a regional and the potentially super regional if they're able to get out of that but yeah it was it was a disappointing weekend and there's still um a bunch of question marks around this team they need Hunter Wolf back in the lineup. Uh, we, we don't really know exactly if that's going to happen on Thursday when they start the series against K-State. Need Gene Wood in the lineup. Eric said that you know the people he talked to seemed pretty confident that Gene Wood was going to play this weekend. Uh, Elijah Nunez, I think they need him at least on defense. Don't know what the prognosis is for him. But it would be great to have all three of those guys available, obviously. Um, Another TC baseball note from today is that Texas State, they're they're supposed to play Texas State today at Lupton in their regular season finale at home. And that game's been canceled. Another midweek game canceled. Feels like that's three in a row now for the team. It's not the end of the world, but you want to play. I mean, I know those guys want to play. And I I do think it would have benefited this group. Now, who knows what would have happened because last time they played Texas State on Tuesday night, they got destroyed. But I do think it would have benefited this group if they could have gone out there, won, one comfortably, and felt better about themselves going into this weekend series. But it's not going to happen because of impending weather. They're not going to try to play. So they'll just get back at it. And I made a mistake yesterday. I said that uh, this series against K-State was going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be Thursday, Friday and Saturday, Thursday at six, Friday at six. Not sure about the game time on Saturday, but just so you know, this series started a week earlier, which means Russell Smith going to pitch on six days rest. You hope he's sharp. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out, obviously. I think Russ, it's been a struggle since he came back from that break where he missed his start against Kansas, and – he hasn't really recovered and gotten back to that full form since. This would be a great time to do that. It's, uh, it's going to be a great time to find out if this team has a third starter. We'll see if Luke Savage gets that opportunity or if Chuck King gets a chance. Uh, one good thing about the Tuesday night game being canceled is you don't have to use any arms on, on Tuesday. So, you know, tonight you've been playing Texas State. I'm not sure who would have gotten the start. Maybe Jacob Metter. Probably would have had to piecemeal things together with your bullpen. Well, now that's that's not the case. You can sort of relax, get ready, and hopefully be in better shape. Kansas State's pitching is pretty rough. Now, they have a good starter that they typically throw on Saturdays, who I guess will most likely get the start on Friday this weekend. But uh, they're a weird team. They've rarely been swept, and there's been a lot of just crazy swings with Kansas. They beat Baylor a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, six to five on Saturday. But on Friday and Sunday, they just got destroyed, including giving up a seventeen-run inning on Sunday. So this is a team that you can get hits off of. Uh, I really feel like they're gonna have to sweep to win the conference outright because I just, from a matchup perspective, West Virginia, a light-hitting team that really struggles to score. How are they going to hang with Ty Madden and um, Pete Hansen and Tristan Stevens? I mean, that Texas pitching staff is legit. So I expect that, that TC is going to have to sweep K-State to win this thing outright, which is what you want to do. Because I know you could share it with Texas, but it just feels so hollow when you share it with Texas, considering you got beat by them in that series. At home, it just it doesn't really feel like you uh, you were able to hold up your end of the bargain and actually get it done. So, TCU, no game tonight. TCU baseball, that is. They play again on Thursday against Kansas State, and we'll see how it shakes out. Still opportunities in front of TCU, and I think a chance to be a national seed team, a top eight team, going into the postseason. Um, we'll, we'll come back and wrap things up. Before we do that, though, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. NBA playoffs, playing tournament starts tonight. NBA playoffs coming soon, the full bore, whole deal. So go to betonline.ag today and sign up. Get ready to make some bets on the NBA, or if that's not your bag, um, you know, Major League Baseball, it's in full swing. Regular season going strong. Rangers were doing pretty well the night against Garrett Cole when I saw last. I hope I didn't jinx them while I'm recording this. I don't have the game on, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But if you're into making some money, into wagering on sports, or if you've just always been curious, like, hey, I'd like to get more involved in that world, this is your chance. BetOnline.ag, Lee Sterling, he runs it, and he does a fantastic job. Um, He's a great handicapper, has been in the Vegas scene in this world for a long, long time. BetOnline.ag, sign up today. Okay, let's close up shop here on Locked on Horn Frogs, and I wanted to start – with uh, congratulating TCU Men's Tennis, they are headed to the Elite Eight. Um, they were down in Orlando today, and they got a victory over Ole Miss. Final score was 4-1. Uh, to one. They get it done. They move on to the NCAA Tennis Qualifiers. And I saw this quote from Drew Davidson um, of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And I, I, I thought it was uh, it was really funny. Um, let me, let me pull it up and, and make sure that I get it right. Uh, excuse me, TCU beat Ohio State. They beat Ohio State four to one in the uh, sweet 16 today to, to move on to the lead eight. Here's Drew Davidson with the quote. TCU tennis coach David Roditi on knocking off Ohio State today. This was a tremendous team effort by the Little sister of the Poors today. I'm so proud of them for stepping up and that of course is a reference. To um, uh, uh, Gordon Gee, who was the president at Ohio State, uh, I believe during this he said this during the BCS era or maybe the College Football Playoff era. You know they were asking him about the potential of group of five teams making it to uh, the playoff or playing for a national championship, and he said that at Ohio State they did not schedule the little sisters of the poor. So shout-out to David Roditi for coming out with a, a fantastic quote that made me laugh. And congratulations to TCU Tennis on defeating Ohio State. They will take on Baylor in the Elite Eight, a familiar foe, rival conference opponent, and BU beat them twice during uh, beat them during the regular season and then beat them in the Big 12 tournament. So come on, TCU Tennis, get to the Final Four, avenge those losses against Baylor, and and we're rooting you on. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you guys for doing such a great job. Final thing for you, uh, Dylan Jordan, linebacker from Pittsburgh, Kansas. He has entered the transfer portal. He announced that today on Twitter. He's a TCU linebacker. He will be moving on elsewhere. Um, Dylan, if you recognize that name, uh, last offseason, he accused Gary Patterson of using a racial slur when he was disciplining him. Um, now Gary was allegedly getting on to Dylan for, uh, using that slur, um, with his teammates, but it, you know, set off a firestorm, set off a lot of conversation. Gary eventually came out and apologized, said that the comment was insensitive. The team had talked to him and that he had grown and understood what was going on. But I, I was surprised there wasn't a transfer in the work shortly after that. Dylan stayed around for uh, one more season, stayed through the year, and then decided to move on. So best of luck to him. Hope he finds a good landing spot. Uh, And, you know, I think based on that story and the uh, media attention that came with it, it's obvious that it was probably um, a tough situation for him there in Fort Worth. So I I, I wish him the best and hope that he can find a a place where he can – You know, grow and and continue to develop as a player. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. This is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.